Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites. And as we often do on a Friday, we do it with the unflappable, unstoppable Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Good morning, Aidan. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Uh, have you been flapped or stopped? No, I'm neither. Um, I am, as you say, I'm flappable and unstoppable. Well, let's start with, with John Mulligan uh, in the Irish Independent, uh, writing about Binance and a link to Ireland. Yeah, the, the, I, I suppose when you read this, the devil's going to be in the detail. But uh, for people who haven't been following, Binance is being, US regulators are, are claiming that the, the crypto, crypto giant has used a maze of, company, of companies to avoid compliance and obscure ownership. So at the heart of this is two uh, Irish subsidiaries uh, of Binance. And really what the, 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 the issue here is that the US Commodities and F- uh, Futures and Trading Commission are looking to, to, to go after Binance because they basically allowed US citizens to trade in um, to trade in cryptocurrencies outside the rules of the, the the US system so this this is really what they're basically saying is we have a set of, of um, we have a set of rules basically you know you, you what you've engaged in is ongoing fraud by permitting Americans to use offshore cryptocurrency exchanges so, and, and the watchdog is saying that finance didn't make customers file the correct information to verify their identity before they commence trading so it's a kind of a, a an administrative issue rather than necessarily uh, you know something kind of fraudulent going on and obviously because it allows these citizens to to um trade outside of the US and not verify their their identity it brings in the whole question of are they paying tax on the profits that they make and and, and things like that but uh, you know the Binance has the two operations uh, listed here in Ireland and you know it's probably their big european um, operation so that's why it's been done and, you know any customers would have done it through the irish unit so it's not necessarily anything that um that that is untoward, but it, it it is in breach of the, the U.S. trading rules. Yeah, and the U.S. regulator, according to the Irish Independent, um, that has targeted the two Irish units in the lawsuit called Binance Holdings Limited and Binance Services Holdings Limited, uh, both registered in Dublin. It comes. It's interesting that um, that this that this Binance uh, story should happen about a month and a half after FTX indictments were handed down, uh, crypto exchanges, and just as Bitcoin starts to recover. I mean, whisper it, but Bitcoin may have bottomed out. I, I'm just looking at the at the price here. It, it's up about 60 or so percent from its from its trough uh, in November last year. Yeah, that's true. But every dead cat can bounce too, you know. <laughs> well, if it's a rubber dead cat, it certainly can. <laughs> um, but yes, it's certainly, it's okay, it's still way below where it was a year ago. Um, um, but uh, it is up substantially. So if you did to think, you know, call the bottom of the market for Bitcoin in November or so last year, you, you'd be looking at a decent profit. Um, Caught Caden in the Irish Examiner is writing about the biggest furniture retailer in the world. Indeed, this is going to be great news for all those flat pack furniture assembly fans out there because uh, IKEA have announced a new facility uh, a new big warehouse for its first warehouse facility in, in the Republic. And the plan here is that it's going to um, reduce delivery times by more than half and for, from a, a, an economy perspective, create 120 jobs across the warehousing, logistics and administration time uh, by the time it's fully operational in 2024. Um, they're 
basically the company is saying, look, we're, we're investing in the future of our physical store in Dublin, but we also want people to be able to enjoy the IKEA experience and wherever they choose to do it. So whether it's in a full-size store or, or these plan and order points that they've done are obviously online. So they have obviously seen huge demand um, uh, for, their, for their products and are looking for, and it makes sense at this stage to put a distribution hub um, in place here in Ireland. It's going to be uh, located in the Green Oak Logistics Park in Dublin. Um, and they're also then planning to open one of these um, plan and order point facilities down in Cork in the springtime so everybody down in the real republic and in the real capital will be able to get their hands on on ikea stuff very very soon yeah so the green oak is pretty close to um rathcool which mm-hmm. is still very much in dublin but uh, close to the border with uh, kildare um i just wonder whether this is very bad news for independent furniture retailers and uh, wholesalers in ireland Look, it's always, you know, when a big player like this moves into the market and starts getting uh, it firmly established, and it is always uh, the case. But look, ultimately, too, there'll be plenty of people who have absolutely no interest in putting together their own furniture. So, um, you know, from that perspective, it'll be, uh, you know, there's, there's always going to be demand for, for, for independent retailers. Yeah. Uh, the London Times, let's move across the Irish Sea, uh, writes about rising confidence in the UK. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, the, the, the looks as if the, the business confidence has risen to its highest level in 10 months. Uh, companies are becoming increasingly optimistic now. It'll be interesting to see, you know, as we play out, we still have a big problem with inflation um, in, in the UK. We still have a lot of issues with, with uh, strikes and things like that. But what's interesting from this point is that uh, business owners are saying that optimism for, uh, about the economy uh, rose substantially up by 11 points to 23 percent in the latest poll and trading prospects uh, recorded a four-point increase so maybe it's with the the the, the um agreement with the eu and maybe people are looking through that and seeing that that potentially has the the the, the potential for benefits to come through on the trading side of it and and, and, and free up a little bit of the export uh, um, malaise that's that's certainly seen in, in the UK. And I think the other thing that's interesting here is they're saying that wage expectations, um, while they rose, it is being tempered a little bit uh, than, than what we've seen in, in the last while, but still looking at potential wage growth of two or three percent now whether that's enough against an economy that's still seeing you know high single digit uh, inflation is going to be an interesting point yes now i did mention at the start of the program that we are on the last day of the first quarter um how could how would you assess how the markets behaved in q1 Look, I, I think markets uh, in all asset markets got off to a very, very strong start to the year. And certainly, you know, by the end of, of, kind of January, they'd posted mid-high single-digit gains for equities and, and the same for bonds. And, and then we kind of saw bond markets and interest rate markets roll over through February uh, as, as the realisation that higher interest rates are going to be required uh, from the central banks in order to tame inflation. Uh, ultimately, then we, we've obviously seen in 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 March the the equity markets take a step back, really around the the the, the banking uh, issues in the banking sector, and that's probably taken a good bit of the froth out. And I think, 
you know, probably at the end of February, early March, equity markets had gotten ahead of themselves in terms of pricing in, you know, at the, at the margin, some, de- some, some better news, but they were fully pricing in all of that better news and probably were just ahead of themselves. Um, so we've seen a lot of that kind of froth get taken out of the market with what, what's happened on the, on the banking side of it. And, you know, the big question really from here is going to be, um, you know, what, what is the economic outlook and, and, and how does that feed through to, to corporate profitability? Yeah, it is. And I'm looking at the Isaac. The Isaac had a fairly decent month. Um, but as you say, the banking, um, I don't want to call it a crisis, but the banking issue uh, from this month certainly took a little bit of the gloss off the top. So it's, it's, it's down about uh, 250 points from its peak on the 7th of March, um, with the Irish banks being one of the least affected banks in Europe from the banking, let's say the banking dip in confidence, mm-hmm. let's put it that way. Um, in terms of numbers out today, um, the uh, CPI for the Eurozone, and it was the inflation print for the Eurozone is out today. Um, we're quietly optimistic that it'll dip further downwards, are we? Yeah, like I, I think this har- what's called the harmonised inflation numbers have come out of the, of the EU, and certainly the CSO have said that the the, the, the flash number, as they call it, the kind of the first first estimate of it, uh, we're going to see uh, numbers coming down to about seven percent, a little over seven percent inflation year in year for Ireland. And behind that really is, you know, what's driving that is the the fact that energy prices are down about one percent um, month on month, um, and you know. The big question, I suppose, that people will ask is, well, you know, oil and natural gas prices are down a lot more. When will it start feeding through? And it's just the nature of, of stocks and the stocks of, of, of fuels uh, run through the system. You ultimately will see the prices uh, coming through. I suppose from the foods perspe- food perspective, we are still seeing um, inflation in that and, and, and food prices up by 1.1%. And I think it is a big question for, for the the wider EU because we're definitely seeing core inflation rates remain quite high, like even with the um, the, the, the coming the number coming down in in um, for the month of March. You're still looking at kind of core inflation, which is ex food and energy of about six point three. So that still remains quite a bit above the the ECB's target. And and you know, so I, I don't think inflation has gone away. It is moving in the right direction, but it might well be moving at a, a at too slow a pace for some people. Now, and finally, I see um, that a Dunebeg hotelier has been arrested or is set to be arrested in America overnight. Did you follow yes. that story? I've, I've literally just heard that um, <laughs> on the thing. So, so do, for I, Dunbeg I Hoteliers. I don't, I, don't, I don't think anybody need worry that uh, who, who's going to Dunbeg for the weekend that there won't be somebody there to take their bags from their car. I think they're okay. Thanks, Aidan. Have a great weekend. That's Aidan Donnelly from Davies Stockbrokers. Back. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.